This is Hemant. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Yep. If you like what you're listening to, go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. And at least for the next few weeks while we're doing our fundraiser for Queer Disbelief, yeah. the book we interviewed Camille earlier, um, please go to kickstarter.com and just type in Queer Disbelief. You'll find the book. Please support that project. Thank you so much. Hurry up before Hemant falls asleep. He's I know. such a sleepy boy. I'm very tired right now. <laughs> Did you know, like, Infants don't just sleep for eight hours a night. Wait, why? What are they doing all day? Dude, no one knows, but they're just always awake. No, I can relate to it because I have a puppy, and um, (laughs) sometimes she, like, scratches the door in the middle of the night. So, like, ugh, sometimes I wake up, like, like once a night, sometimes (laughs) twice. Oh, what a nightmare. I hate you so much. But they're so cute, you know, makes up for it. (laughs) I mean, if they weren't cute, then... mm. You know the things I like about my dog? She makes eye contact with me and acknowledges my existence. How's your baby? Uh, Looking around, trying to figure (laughs) out who the hell I am. Okay, let's talk about atheist shit. (laughs) Dude, this week has been fucking rough. Oh, man. I... There's politics, there's uh, lawsuits, there's fun stories all around. Yeah. Uh, here's one that has nothing to do with any of that. But I found <laughs> perfect, this... Perfect for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I found it amusing because it involves our friend Matt Walsh, who you had mentioned before. He was the guy... He's guys, a conservative remember, Christian. Matt Walsh, the douchebag, not the cool comedian who... Did you see this? He and I went to high school. To, we didn't I go to saw. high school together. He tweeted at me. So he we're did. basically best friends. You were best friends on the the Veep guy. Yes. Matt Walsh, the conservative Christian, is the guy who complains about everything that is nice. But Hemant, he has tattoos. On Twitter. So he's cool. Oh yeah, he has yeah. tattoos. Therefore, that makes him like a yeah. rebel. So here's what he did. Um, he has, I think, three kids, and he has a wife, and they said. At their local library, there was a college group that was performing The Wizard of Oz, I believe. Uh, I I'm sorry, Little Red... I don't know what I'm talking about. Little Red Riding Hood <laughs> is what they were going to do. It's the same thing. It involves, it involves a girl character. Um, so they were going to go to the library to watch Little Red Riding Hood, the performance. It's, yeah. it's a good time, right? It's just locally... Yeah, uh, it seems fine. Wolf Grandma eats... It's Vore. It's all good. The wife goes there with the kids uh, in advance, and mm-hmm. Matt's on his way there. And I guess the wife calls him up and says something like, you will never believe this, Little Red Riding Hood is being played by a man. <gasps> a man? I so know. like a 45-year-old bearded fella? All I heard is so when Matt wrote about this, here, let me see. Matt, here, our close personal friend, I know. Matt. Here's what Matt wrote. My wife called me a few minutes after arriving to report that a, quote, grown man introduced as Zelda had come out in drag to play Little Red Riding Hood. This is part of a very long rant by Matt complaining about like, you know, how dare they try to impose something on the kids. I guess he thinks Zelda's a woman's name. I guess he thinks if the kids watch an actor play uh-huh. a man play Little Red Riding Hood, they, they will look. magically turn transgender. Yeah, yeah, I no, think no, no. that's Queer, what he think is going to happen. is really, really, uh, it's contagious is what it is. Yeah. That's why, like, you know. I didn't know that's, uh, he said uh, this is an effort, uh, it's part of the persistent effort to push transgenderism on kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, you know what? I'm, uh, frankly, I'm glad he, like, caught on because it was so exhausting <laughs> keeping up this ruse. I thought of, we had hidden that s- part of the gay of agenda. Substituting yeah. one gentleman for every... Okay, 
keep talking to me about this really dumb story. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we're not done yet. Of course um, we're So, not. He, I mean, he has this long rant on Facebook. Here's the uh, big part of it. I'm so tired of this. Why can't my kids just go to the library and watch Little Red Riding Hood without it being turned into a drag show? Why can't these people leave my kids alone? He chose to go to this play, by the way. Have whatever <laughs> absurd sexual ideology you want, but stop trying to indoctrinate my children into it, says a Christian. Just leave them alone, damn it. And if you do decide to drag them into your world of moral insanity and sexual confusion, don't think I'll just sit by and remain silent. You're so brave, Matt Walsh. Mm -hmm. You can look at me like I'm crazy, as this manager did, but you know what you're doing, and so do I. Stop it, or at least have the guts to admit to your agenda. This is not even half of his little rant here. But here's the (laughs) thing. You know when people talk about how, like, Liberals are the snowflakes that are offended by everything. <laughs> He's offended by an actor acting. Um, the so nerve. Okay, yeah. Here's what happens. He posts this, and someone brings my attention to it. A reader brings, he's like, you should check out this post. And I'm like, it's Matt Walsh complaining. This is not news. That's sort of his whole That is his shtick. But one of the comments underneath that post, which had generated thousands of comments and all these shares and mm-hmm. all of that... Uh, it came from a woman who said, I'm the mother of the actor who played Little Red that day. And she said he was acting in that role because the real actress was sick. He was the only person who could be her understudy. Maybe he's the only one who knew her lines. And that was it. He's a nice kid. Hey, this had nothing to do with an agenda. Matt he just Walsh. wanted to put a smile on some kids' faces. You're fighting that good fight. You're so <laughs> brave. By the way, Matt also said when he dragged his kids out of the show before they could like become transgender, I guess, sure. they were crying. They didn't want to leave. They wanted to watch the play because they're <laughs> kids. That's what they wanted. The mother, <laughs> the mother says, I, uh, I, we agree on one point. I, too, am very sorry your children had to be dragged out crying from a show they didn't want to leave. I love that he's the hero in this story. (laughs) The mother goes on, thank you for sucking the joy out of the day and turning the hard work of a group of young adults dedicating their personal time without pay into, quote, something you have decided is awful instead of the wonderful community outreach that it was intended to be. Does this woman have a name and Uh, can we name check her? Her name is Laura Blum. I... Reached of out to her. It's Laura Blum. That's an <laughs> excellent name. I reached out to her. She didn't respond, but I I was trying to figure out like, is this just a random person saying this? Because like, don't that, care. Still like her. Uh, I. But here's the thing. I found confirmation because her son had posted his own thing. Oh. Saying this is how the mother got a hold of the post. Uh-huh. Matt Walsh's post. The son, whose name is Ben, said, "You know, today I performed as an understudy in can this you, show." I'm sorry, just quickly, can you give me like an age range? Are we talking like teenager? Oh or like yes, adult, adult. Yes, I can. Oh, thank you. 20. Okay. He's 20. Mm-hmm. He says, apparently someone was really offended by the fact that I was willing to take time and effort to make sure their children got to see the show. Um, this goes on to say, no one is trying to push any agenda on you, no matter how misguided your views are. I guess next time we'll just cancel the show so you don't have to go through the horror of seeing an actor pretend to be a woman. Oh, I love these people so oh much. My also. God. What? Matt Walsh, by the way, didn't respond to any oh, you don't of this. Say. And it's not like he didn't know. Like, but pe- people were drawing his attention to these comments. He didn't say a damn thing. 
He hasn't apologized to Laura. He didn't apologize to Ben. He didn't apologize to the cast, the librarians, who, by the way, he chastised afterwards oh, cool. for pr- pushing this agenda. He didn't apologize to his kids, I assume. <laughs> so. All right. You know what they say about assuming <sighs> ass or something. Um, yeah. Hey, I hope Ben is okay. I have a dumb he question. He did a nice thing, yeah. Is there enough in Little Red Riding Hood to make a whole play out of? Oh, yes. Is yes, there? there is. You just drag out the scenes. It's all good. Uh, I just but mostly yeah. know Into the Woods. It's another story of another conservative Christian just Into the woods whining about nothing. No, it's fucking garbage. It is this sort of mentality that they have of it's so reflective of oh, millennials or liberals or whatever are so offended by literally everything. And they're like, oh, my God, a dude is wearing a cape. Like, protect the children. It's a public library. And by the way, uh, one thing I, when I was reading through these comments, one of the things Ben, the actor who played Little Red, uh, whose name is Zelda in the play, by the way, that's where that came from. I guess they give her a name in this version. She's she's Zelda. Zelda. I don't know. But... One of the things they <laughs> pointed out <laughs> was that uh, Ben, the actor, yeah, like yeah. he knew he looked kind of funny playing Little Red Riding Hood, Did but he he's an actor. It? Yeah, he joked about it. Sure. Like I'm, he didn't say this, but it's the sort of thing he's like, "I'm Little Red. I guess I didn't shave today." That sort of thing where you're making fun of your own. I know, kids, this I mean, doesn't look right. Jokes to be had. I know, I know, but like. <laughs> He's no, calling attention no, to the fact listen. that I'm a guy who's playing Little Red today because the real one couldn't be here today. He was having fun with it. I guess I just don't. I, and that's such an instance of like kids are really fucking flexible. Kids roll with the punches pretty well. Yeah, none in of terms the kids of, were protesting this. Exactly. <laughs> Matt Walsh. Hey, Matt Walsh. You're the worst. Matt Walsh comedian. <laughs> Not you. Not you. You're cool. Thanks for tweeting at me. Hey, we were on the same stage once. Nicely done. Yeah, he was a Hinsdale South graduate, and he (laughs) tweeted back at me twice. I think he said, like, go mascot, whatever your mascot was. He said, go Hornets. Nice. And then I sent back a a really cute picture of when I was a senior in in, uh, Once Upon a Mattress, which is a very, very, very good musical and not dumb at all. (laughs) And I was wearing a very flattering and good costume. <laughs> Way to flirt. Way to flirt on Listen, Twitter. Listen, I don't want to brag, but Matt Walsh <laughs> and I had one interaction. So. Nicely done. Arizona has this Senator Jeff Flake. Uh-huh. Jeff Flake is a Republican. He's voted with Donald Trump and the GOP like all of the time. There's a joke so, to be made about his name. There and is I, it's so many jokes just to be too made. Late. And he also wrote a book recently where he kind of said, you know, I'm better than the rest of the Republicans because Crazy. I'm willing to hear out Democrats and I think we've gone too extreme. Oh, you're so brave. Exactly. And so What's his book called? Like United We Stand or something generically patriotic? It's probably called Flake because it's appropriate. <laughs> So this guy tries to put himself as like the more liberal or uh, the more appealing, the more moderate type of senator. But voting wise, no, he's not. And the problem with with that generally, yeah, he's more than 90 percent of the time. He votes with the GOP. He voted with the GOP on all the health care repeal votes and all that stuff that got attention. Really chill of him. So here's the thing. He is a reliable conservative, Mm. but he's not. As openly conservative as some people want him to be. Like, he's not a... Would you say he's flaky about his conservatism? Guys, guys, did you hear that funny joke? That was hilarious. Hey, Hammond, did you get it? Unfortunately. Keep going. So, he's 
he's going to run for re-election in 2018. Now, the problem with that is because he is openly kind of critical of Donald Trump and what the GOP is doing, there's a good chance like a far right-wing candidate will try to win in the primary. Yeah, Yeah, they want to get rid of him and get someone even more conservative in his place. He doesn't hate gay people enough. Exactly. And the thing is, we're seeing that happen right now in Alabama because Luther Strange is a senator. He's one of the most conservative ones in the Senate. But here comes Roy Moore, who we'll talk about in a little bit, who is like openly, I want a theocracy. Yeah. Gay people are horrible. They It should be illegal for you to be in a gay relationship and do anything. But also Sharia law is <laughs> a huge threat. Right. So uh, Roy Moore just got rid of a pretty reliable right. Republican in the Senate. And now the question is, will he actually win the seat? Democrats may want to fight it. They might have a chance because Roy Moore might be too much for a lot of moderate Republicans. Mm -hmm. Okay, going back to Arizona, if you get rid of Jeff Flake in the primaries with someone even more conservative, Arizona's a different state. Arizona, the demographics are shifting in the Democrats' favor. Mm -hmm. If you put a decent candidate out there who can win over a lot of those moderate voters, you could take that seat. And for the Democrats to get a seat in the Senate, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. So who just threw her hat in the ring to be that senator from the Democratic side? It is this House member, Kirsten Cinema. Okay, she is. She's Such been a dope there. Name. Yeah, she. It's an awesome name, and good luck spelling Kirsten. Um, she won in 2012. That's uh-huh. when she became a U.S. House member. So this is her third term right now. And what's really interesting about her is if you look at the list of all the religions of people in Congress right now, all 535. Of them, all of them are religious or they don't answer the question, like, okay. with one exception. <gasps> There's one member of Congress. Heaven, who is it? You'll, you'll never guess. Who is unaffiliated. She just doesn't list. Not only does she not, not only does she say, I will answer your question. And her answer is, I don't have any religious, yeah. organized religious affiliation. That's cinema. So she's the only one right now. Who has no organized... So that's interesting. No, that's great. And it seems like when she threw her hat in the ring, a lot of Democrats were like, oh, man, she could actually win this thing because she's not someone you could paint as an extremist. Sure. uh, A liberal extremist, if you will. Uh, She's someone who actually has a reputation for being bipartisan in the House. Mm -hmm. And I know to some liberals that's a dirty word right now. And I'm going to read to you from uh, the Christian Science Monitor because they actually talked about how conservative she is in certain ways. Uh, She's a blue dog Democrat. She works with fiscally conservative ones. She likes a bigger military. Hmm? She wants, yep, a bigger military. She's uh, endorsed by the Chamber of Commerce. So there's that. Now, she's liberal on abortion. Bigger military, which is usually a conservative thing Uh because we already have a big military. Um, But she's pretty good on all the social issues. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm sure you Democrats aren't going to be thrilled because she has some flaws in that regard. But, but in terms of winning the moderates, you might want like if you're a Republican, you can't call her legitimately say she is like on the far left. She's not. Yeah. You can't say she's an extremist because she works with Republicans. A flawed representative is better than Donald Trump. Sorry, that was, yes, a, that was a Hillary allegory. Right. Was that too subtle? That was that's what you should be saying. Like, no, go ahead and criticize her, but she's still better than the GOP alternative. Mm-hmm. So here she is. She's gonna run for the seat, and Democrats might actually have a shot at this one. Yeah. I mean, even if Flake survives the primary, they have a shot at this one. So that's a big deal. Now, I wanna go over like 
something about cinema because this has been something that's been bothering me for about six years since she got into Congress. <laughs> okay. Because as long as you're not yeah. hauling it up. Hey, Go why ahead, not? Let it out. Uh, here's my history just with you and me here. cinema. When she was running for Congress in 2012 uh-huh. and she won that race, before that, there was a little discussion among some atheists like, is she an open atheist? We thought she might be, and we had some good reason for that. Uh, and that she's not affiliated with a religion? Yeah, no, no, no. We didn't, know, we didn't know she was unaffiliated. Oh, okay. She didn't say anything because she never had to because she was a state senator for mm-hmm. a while. But, like, no one pays attention to that. Sure. So she, we didn't, we, no one knew what's her religious affiliation in a public way. She got an award from the Center for Inquiry for the Advancement of Science and Reason in Public Policy. Okay. She showed up. She got the award. Uh, she was at the opening of the Office of the Secular Coalition for Arizona. Like, she showed up to their housebreaking ceremony. Kirsten, you seem to lose back. Right. She's awesome. I There is a... Uh, she's never talked about this, but a lot of websites you see, including my own, will cite people saying she's openly bisexual, which I don't care about, but hey, good for you for being open about that. All right. So she seems pretty open about some pretty private stuff, right? Sure. And then... All these articles started coming out that, wow, an atheist is running for the seat from Congress. For She's Congress. not willing to take that A brand? Well, that was the question. Like, will she say she is and just say, you know, but it's not a big deal because I represent everybody because uh-huh. that's what you should do. Instead, when I know I emailed her campaign, several reporters emailed her campaign. This is the email I got from her spokesperson at the time. Kirsten believes the terms non-theist, atheist, or non-believer are not befitting of her life's work or personal character. Uh, Not befitting. Okay. As if, like, you're insulting me by insinuating that I'm any of those things. Uh, Whatever. Come on. It's annoying. I'm very torn about things like that. But you're with me that it's annoying. Oh, Hammond. Okay. I'm annoyed by literally everything. This is chief among them. Now, but, 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 I mean, I get it. Like words mean things, right? Like you, we, people choose labels very specifically, whether that's, oh, I'm not gay. I'm a lesbian or I'm not lesbian. I'm queer or I'm not uh, words mean things. And I am not here to like assign this woman anything. Right. But here's where I got. Annoyed by it. But if you don't believe in a God, <laughs> the appropriate label is atheist and it's not and it's not fair that you like moonwalk away from that kind of <laughs> label because it's scary, right? right. Like That's what I felt she was doing. Like I like she was I've, running away, she was throwing us under the bus. It wasn't enough to say that's, I'm that's not an atheist. Exactly what it is. It's like all of you have a problem. <laughs> that I have sort heard of human people to whom I'm a, I am related, say, oh, I don't believe in God, but I would never say I was an atheist. Like, it is still a stigmatized term. Right. And one way to destigmatize it is for people in positions of power to say, I'm an atheist, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm still the doing the right thing. the way to destigmatize it was for me to yell into a microphone once, that a, too. Month, once a week. So here's the thing. It yep. doesn't ultimately matter if she's an atheist you, because yes. I, for the most part, I support a lot of the stuff she does. And I would, I'm so happy that she's in the house and I hope she wins the Senate seat. But symbolically, this is important. There it are zero important. open atheists in Congress right now. 
We're like close to forty percent of the U.S. population who have who have who have no religious affiliation, and she's the only one who openly says, "Yep, I'm religiously unaffiliated," and she won't even go that far if that's accurate. So that's a little annoying. What's her demo? What's her? Uh, how old is she? Race? Um, any of those? That's things? a good question. I don't know her age. I if I I'm guessing in her late thirties or early forties. Oh, okay. Like she's super young. Oh, so she's young. She's awesome. Um, by the way, when what, she got elected in 2012, she is white. When she got elected, she put her hand not on a copy of the Bible when John Boehner swore her in. She put it on the Constitution. Fuck she's yeah, awesome Kirsten. in that sense. Um, so th- good for her. I'm very curious if whoever wins this GOP primary, I wonder if they will use any of that against her, saying she's not religious enough. Something to keep an eye out for, especially if this is going to be a contested seat. Like, they're going to take this one seriously. So who knows? Now, uh, I'm saying all of this. Last night, when she said she's announcing, I donated to her campaign as soon as I could. Because, again, I want her to win. Um, I, I just feel the urge to point out that, I don't know, I know some atheists who are not very pleased that she's distancing herself. I would love okay, it if she would just say it. Okay, can we talk about it. the Mr. Burns tent fingers that you just did? Yes. Yeah, this is why people think you're evil, Hemet. That's accurate. Not atheists in general, <laughs> just you specifically. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's not a really yeah, big deal, but no, it's personal. It's, it's no, personal. I, com- I mean, to me, honestly, I, I align that most clo- closely with when women are like, I believe in equal rights, but I'm not a feminist. Yeah, like, it's like, it's why, just, why are you doing it, that? It, it feels on. very pedantic. The first half was all you needed. You yeah. didn't have to. <laughs> Do I sound really chicago when I say pedantic? Totally. <laughs> also, saying pedantic is probably pedantic. First of all, how dare you? I have an excellent vocabulary. I've been <laughs> arguing with people on Facebook all day. Since have we're I, talking, since we're talking about we're politics. We're talking literally the whole time it's a podcast. Yeah, that's right. Since we're talking about <laughs> politics, let's talk about Roy Moore since we brought him up. Oh, so Roy Moore is now the GOP I candidate. I worked so hard to distance myself from this. You I, don't get to. None of us get to until he's defeated. Okay, fine. Here Talk about some of the things he believes. He's the GOP nominee for Senate. It's Alabama. The Republican has a good chance of winning the race. Just a quick recap here. Roy Moore is the guy who was chief justice of the Alabama Supreme Court and in the middle of the night installed the Ten Commandments monument when no one was looking, like a giant one in the... Supreme Court building. They told him, get that out of here. You can't have it. It's illegal. He's basically said, F you. Jesus loves me. Didn't do it. So they're like, well, no, it's going to go and you're going to go. They basically kicked him out of his seat. Honestly, the way you said that sounded like they murdered him. They kicked him out of his seat. Uh And then like a couple years later, he says, well, guess how you get to the Supreme Court? The people have to elect you to the Supreme Court in our state. I'm going to run again. And they voted him back in. They're like, you know, we don't have enough of bigotry. Yes. And then what did he do the second time he was chief justice after the Obergefell ruling and gay marriage is legal? Wait, wait, can I guess? Yes. Can I guess? Yes. Did he install a second statue of the Ten Commandments. I wouldn't be surprised if he did and no one noticed. That wasn't even a good joke and I made myself laugh. (laughs) It's late. He told the probate judges in the state, if any gay couple comes to you and says, give me a marriage license, you can say no. You should say no. Like, dude, what are you doing? That is illegal. This guy's in charge of the law. He doesn't even seem to care. 
fuck that garbage. Here's the thing, Hammett. Hammett. Yes, yes. Fuck that garbage. But you can't because they're going to vote for this the same guy. Sex is being. I can't that fuck too. him. <laughs> he also he has said things like, "I want to make it illegal for gay men to sleep next to each other." He said, "9/11 was caused by you, Jessica." Um, okay. Or godless people in general. Hammett. I'm right here. I know. Well, you me, did it. Me, Jessica. Okay. He said Keith Ellison, the Democrat Muslim from uh, Minnesota, shouldn't be allowed to be in Congress because oh, I've heard he's a, about he, because that. he's a Muslim. And the most recent thing is he did an interview with Vox, uh, a reporter from Vox, who asked him like, "You said Sharia law is a thing," and he basically said, "Yeah, it is in a couple places in like Illinois, up in our neck of the woods here." Sure. And ne- the reporter's like, "Where?" And he's like. Somewhere. Oh, you know what? Oh, my God. Sorry. I I hate to report this, but like four of my neighbors are brown. So. So Sharia's in your neighborhood right now is what you're saying. Uh Uh-huh. That is what Roy Moore thinks. And one of them. Hey, listen. One Mm. of them pets my dog every time she sees her. God, these terrorists are very sneaky. My God, what. What a world. By the way, Doug Jones, the Democrat who is the nominee running against Roy Moore now. You know what he did? He defended like four uh, murdered people he, on their behalf against the KKK members who killed them. He tried to put he put them behind bars. That's how awesome this guy is. And yet he's probably going to lose the race because he's not bigoted enough to win over all these Alabama conservatives. You know, I love you so much, but also I'm not sure exactly what you said. He defended whom? Uh, He sought justice on behalf of four murdered girls who died at the hands of KKK members. Oh. Yeah. Oh, He prosecuted the terrorist KKK people. He's that's what that guy does. I prefer white nationalists. Yes. That's what he did. And yet he's not winning right now. That should be like a slam dunk, but in Alabama, that's not. They're like, oh, he defend he like fought against the terrorists. Sure. I don't know about this guy. Can we can we have like a super quick high level conversation Go for with it. regard to so, you know, everybody thinks that the moment they're living in is, like, the most, like, batshit bonkers crazy thing that's happening. Yes. If So, when we listen, so say, God forbid I listen to this back in 15 years. Ugh. <laughs> God help us all. Are we just living in one of those moments of, like, oh, everybody says every moment in the entire world is, like, the crazy thing. Are we actually living... In the upside down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, are we... I do think this is pretty bad. It's a different type of bad, though, because I remember having this type of conversation when George W. Bush was in office, too. But the issue there was bad decisions. Right. As opposed to every single person in government seems to be incompetent right now. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone in the top administration in the White House has no clue what they're doing. That's not the conversation. The problem was they know what they're doing, and they're doing really dumb, bad things. Mm -hmm. That's why liberals need to fight back. That's kind of the conversations I was hearing. And now it's, oh, we just lost Puerto Rico. It's gone now. Fuck. Like, that's a totally different type of everything's burning, not everything's okay. (laughs) So I do think this is uniquely bad. And I'm not just saying that because, like, it's now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing is I think so, too. But I also feel I feel like I remember being in college and be and granted, I was like 20 and an idiot and was like, oh, this is the worst thing that's ever. I don't know. I just I think it's so I 
I think so, so frequently about, you know, it's 2017 now in 2047. Yeah. What are people going to be saying about this year? Like, and, and that's honestly one of the reasons that I'm very, like, I've done it as kind of a goof on the podcast before, but I'm like, <laughs> hey, future, I thought Trump was a bad dude. Like, I really <laughs> want to make sure we're on the record <laughs> to be like, hey, guys, we're against this thing. We oh tried my to stop it. Tried. We did our best. I just, um, I listen to a podcast called Call Your Girlfriend and uh, Hillary. Call was Your a, Girlfriend? Yeah. Okay. Call Your Girlfriend. Did I? No, that's fine. <laughs> it's what is it about? It's a long day. Uh, it's two women who, it's sort of this idea, but it's two women and they talk about like more feminism and racial politics stuff. Okay. Um, and they had, well, one of them interviewed Hillary last week and I was like near tears the whole time because God, she just. She's a good fucking lady. <laughs> like, she just, she's so smart, and she wanted the best. And Every now and then on Twitter, I'll see someone retweet. Uh, they'll retweet something where it's like an image. It's an email. It's an email that Hillary once sent as Secretary of State to someone on her staff that said, hey, I met this girl somewhere at one of the things I was doing today who said, you know, she's really struggling to do this and maybe she's an immigrant or something. And can we do something to help this girl? Like a random, this did not get any publicity when she actually did it because it was just a random email to her staffer. But it's like, oh yeah, that's what a good person's trying to do. And nope. Oh God, we've lost Jessica. Uh, it's just, <laughs> I, I, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I struggle with with shit like this because um, because I genuinely believe that Hillary did want the best for the most people and and actually knew how to do some of knew that how stuff to and know how to surround it and <laughs> surround knew, herself with people who could help. <laughs> well, and knew like where Puerto Rico was yeah, and the too. fact that Puerto Ricans are Americans. But did she know it's in the middle of the ocean? Because apparently Donald Trump just found that out. Anyway, I just no, I no. Listen, I and here's and here's the other fucking thing. Please. Listen, if we're gonna record late at night, I'm gonna go on rants. <laughs> if one, so I feel like I hear a lot of people talking about Hillary Clinton who does something good, and they always have to fucking couch it like. I'm no Hillary supporter, but X, Y, Z. Like, hey, dude, you're so fucking brave for not being... Oh, thank... Oh, thank you so I know much. she's a flawed candidate, but I still support it. Suck my fucking dick on this. She would have been <laughs> such a good president. She would have been such an excellent president. Was she perfect? No. You know who else is super unperfect? <laughs> Donald fucking Trump. And that's who our president is now. And now, like... My brother's best student is going to get fucking deported. Cool. Good job, guy. Good fucking job, guys. Really? Oh, you're no fan of Hillary? Cool. Call her Hillary again. That's super <laughs> goddamn... That's super helpful so, and really... up. No, I'm not done keep yet. Keep going. I'm not talking yet. Uh, I just... I just... When you... When you... When you have a Hillary Clinton... And she is smart and well-spoken and has answers to things. And people's response to her is, 
A, her husband cheated on her. B, she has an annoying voice. I have an annoying voice and I have a fucking podcast. That's where I live my best life. Yeah, I'm going to wake up your baby, Hammett, because I'm mad. I And Good. whatever. Good, wait till bedtime. Oh my God, I just, I'm just fucking, I'm so, I'm still so fucking mad. I'm still so fucking mad because I, she. I'm going to take the Tim Minchin approach here and say, I because all the emails we get, they're like, you guys swear a lot on your show. Oh Listen, God. if you're more upset about the F word than you are the, all the stuff we're talking about, like, no, you should be mad about Roy Moore. You should be mad about what Trump is doing. The the four letter words. That's not the problem here. It's not. And it's I don't know, you guys. I it's something I literally struggle and. The th- and I might have mentioned this on the show before, but the shit people say about Hillary are are um <laughs> are, are things that could be leveled at me very easily. I have a very annoying voice. I am very outspoken. I am not deferential to my husband or men in general, and it's hard to have. And I and God, we're almost a fucking year out. And I still think about it all the time of what could have been not even. I mean, obviously, I think about that literally every day (laughs) because Donald Trump is our president. and It's my personal health. But I think about it every day of the things that people say about Hillary, like the things that held Hillary back. Is that what's going to hold me back in my career? Because I'm loud and outspoken and. Have a Midwestern accent. accent. <laughs> well, it's going to happen with the politics. There will be another woman who runs for president, and they're going to say the exact same stuff. Any woman, not this woman. Right, right, right. It's all going to be the same stuff. Because it doesn't woman, matter what her voice sounds like. Who's running it doesn't matter how spoken she is. Fucking perfect. Whereas a man who's running could be Donald Trump. With I, what what the fuck? I mean, this has been a really rough year for me. Join the club. You have a human child, like. Yeah, I have other things to look at, (laughs) deal with. I don't. But it's it's rough if you actually care about other people and and people who are you know genuinely hurt. Like I, I'm sure as far as people who are suffering under this administration goes, it's not me compared to other people. Honestly, it's neither of us. But when you want the best for them. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is really frustrating because n- because you see what's happening and it's like, does anyone there know how to do stuff? Does anyone there have a heart? Doesn't <sighs> yeah. seem like it. Nope. They're not I, in there for the right reasons. Um, I have been... Okay, so sometimes... You know sometimes I don't make great decisions, Hammond? What? <laughs> uh, so sometimes my, self, my personal brand of self-care... Is that I argue with strangers on Facebook? Oh, what are you doing? You know me in comments. You know me in comments. No, just do what I do and never post anything no, I can't. ever. I'm I I am obsessed with it. And the thing that's like really piqued my interest this week is um is the whole kneeling during the so the NFL kneeling during the national anthem. We talked about it last week and my super weird feelings are e the the NFL in general. But the thing that I find fucking baffling is people are like, how dare they? Or this isn't their time or whatever. And I'm just like, I get, uh, I get it if you are like, 
I don't see racial injustice, even though I don't agree with them. Like if you're a 50 year old white dude, yeah, like you probably never dealt with racial injustice, but to be like, this isn't the time to do it. Or you're disrespecting the troops. Like, Come the fuck on. I wish it. those same people would just say, here's when the appropriate time to protest is. Because I would love to know that me? answer. Because I've been marching in the streets and that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't, no, no, no. Okay, keep. Wait, can I do my one thing that Go I brought to it. the table? <laughs> it's my brother sent it to me. It's the dumbest thing ever. I like where this is going. Okay, so. Um, so, Hem and I are based out of Chicago. If you are in Chicago on October 1st, I don't know if that's it. It's my birthday, though. And Happy this is what birthday. Oh, yeah. And this is what I want for my birthday. Mark Wahlberg is going to be talking at the Catholic Church. No. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, there we go. Actor Mark Wahlberg wants to help young Catholics in Chicago find their faith. He's among several speakers to take part at the Archdiocese of Chicago's parentheses re-encounter young adult faith night. Um, so you're going. No, it's my birthday. I'm. That's your birthday drink, present. I'm going to drink wine all day. and You could do that at church. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> I haven't been to Catholic Church since, like, the last funeral I went to. I wish I could find out the day. Anyway, so if anybody's... Uh, so it's at the UIC Pavilion, 525 South Racine. Oh, that's a hike from, from Aurora, my friend. <laughs> anyway... Um, so that's what Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, did he at one point beat a man, um, so badly that he lost vision in one eye, maybe two eyes, but certainly one eyes? Yes. Is he a super excellent, excellent Catholic? Also super yes. I see. This is news to me. Yeah. So Mark Wahlberg's going to be our neck of the woods. You know who else is in town this weekend? Me. Ray Comfort talking about. <gasps> Ray? Yep. He sent me. A basket of pears one he time. He did. Those were actually really delicious pears. <laughs> <laughs> He's in town, too. Maybe they'll run into each other. <gasps> Who knows? Does Ray want to hang out with us? No. Why? <laughs> did you ask him? He did text me. Wait. <laughs> it wasn't related. It wasn't related to the appearance. He was just hey, checking everybody. in. Just checking in. Hey, everybody, just, just <laughs> stop, collaborate, and listen. You have Ray Comfort's phone number? I do have his phone number. He'll occasionally text just to say hi, and I look I around, say hi back. Look around, how lucky we are to be <laughs> alive right now. Nothing, text him right now. Text him right now. I'm not say texting hi. him right Tell now. Tell him say hey, thank you for the pairs a year ago. I'm not <laughs> okay. So recomfort. I assume listeners know, mm. but what? He's around, I'm sure. No, people He'll come to town. He believes that bananas are the reason that evolution doesn't exist, and also I slam-a-jammed one of his movies and he sent me... <laughs> well, he sent Hammond a to basket to of you. very delicious pears. So he has my address, Like, too, the most passive-aggressive pears I've ever had. <laughs> but they were really good. Anyway, he doesn't want to hang out? He has uh, mustache? I'm going to assume he does not. Oh, you know what they... This is the second time I said this, Hammond. You know what they say about assume. So I've heard. I'm going to talk about Hugh Hefner. Only oh, about good. this. Okay, I want to talk about him. I, I don't really have much of an opinion on the guy himself. There's reasons to criticize him. He's done a lot for free speech, too. Uh, but yes, objectifying women, that's all bad. There's a lot to say about Hugh Hefner. I, I want to talk about something else, which is that after he died this week, I saw so many responses to his legacy 
the the columns and all that written by evangelical Christians who said things about how he exploited women mm-hmm. and how he encouraged immorality. Oh, yeah, because Christians hate exploiting women. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Yeah, the same people who said basically nothing about Donald Trump and who continue saying nothing, like even, I don't know if or they voted for said, him uh-huh. or they sat around while their friends voted for him. These are not the people who actively said, I'm going to vote for Hillary to stop this guy from getting into office. They didn't do that. But when Hugh Hefner dies, they're like, look at the, all this immorality that's around. How dare this man promote these ideas? Like, no, no, no. You don't get to trash Hugh Hefner mm-hmm. when you have nothing bad to say about Donald Trump. That's it. No, you're 100% right. And I was like trying to lock and load some clever bullshit to say, but it, it, it's... To me, it's very much the same as when when Christian people, Christian men specifically, talk about, like, we need to protect women, we need to protect their virtue, and then women, like, walk up and, like, hey, a dude grabbed me by the pussy, and they're like, well, why were you, why did you, why was your pussy so slutty? Like, why were your... <laughs> Why was what were you wearing? In, all that sort of stuff. Why was your pussy in grabbing distance? It's this <laughs> weird thing of this, we're protecting the virtuosity of women or the, we're, okay. Are you ready to take this journey with me? Listening. We're, yeah. we, we, and by we, I mean, obviously old rich white men. Yes. Which is what we both are. Both are <laughs> so rich and white. Yes. Um, it's this idea that they want to protect the platonic ideal of women. So there is this hypothetical woman who wears ankle-length skirts and high-necked <laughs> shirts and has very modest hair and doesn't wear makeup. And if that specific woman gets like attacked, then she is somebody who is worth saving. But if you don't measure up to those things, then like fuck off, mm-hmm. right? So like, and and it's and I've talked about it before, and I will never stop talking about it because it's maybe like my a number one pet peeve. And God knows I have a lot of pet peeves. I'm an, <laughs> I'm an angry lady. You're an angry old rich white man. Well, I'm almost thirty two, so <laughs> I'm almost super old. Um, no, but this idea of like, oh, we need to protect women. We need to protect women. And a woman's like, hey, I was raped. And they're like, mm, not that way. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to protect you specifically. I just think it's garbage and I hate everything. That's, That's a good segue. <laughs> hey, Evan, is this a good podcast episode? Are they ever? <laughs> there is a lawsuit going on in Colorado uh-huh. and it involves this atheist high school student. She's a graduate now. She was a atheist high school student. Uh, Sydney Fisk. She attended the Delta County School District in Colorado. We're, I'm sorry. This episode is the theme of like dope ass names because Sydney Fisk. Sydney Fisk. Fisk, Spelled with a C because she's a badass. F-I-S-C? F-I-S-K. Wait. Oh, Sydney is spelled with a C. Yes. So she's an (laughs) awesome, she was an awesome student. She graduated in 2016, I believe. Awesome GPA, captain of the speech and debate team at the school, student body treasurer, mm-hmm. a vocal, outspoken student. Like, as a former high school teacher, you want that kid. 
in your class. You want that kid in your student body because they kind of make everyone do awesome because you all want to be like her. You know what I mean? So she graduated in 2016. And lived a really happy life and she's doing really super good. That's why I'm talking about this. (laughs) It turns out, okay, uh, separate, slight tangent. This is the same school district where at one point they just, the middle school in the district did a Bible giveaway like, they put all the Bibles on the table and said, take them if you want them. Cool. Uh, and the Chill. rule with that is, if you're doing that, you have to allow anyone to do that. And the Satanic Temple said, we have some coloring books. God, Satanic Temple, bless y'all's heart. Yes. Like, so, you're, you're doing God's but work. But it's the sort of district where seeing Bibles on a table in the middle school, you that's not a weird thing See, at this all. this is Colorado? Colorado. So here's what Sydney says, because she just filed a lawsuit against the district. And there's a lot of things here, and I'm going to go through them, and I'll go through them quickly. But, like, listen to the extent of how much religion there was in this school district, okay? This is what our lawsuit notes. Uh, Teachers openly discussed religion in class. They talked about church attendance in class. School board members did the same thing at meetings. One of them even talked about her Christian belief that, quote, transgender students should be castrated. (gasps) Whoa! Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to guess. I'm only on number two. Motherfucker, okay. Uh, There was a middle school teacher who sponsored Bible studies before the school day, but teachers aren't supposed to sponsor these clubs. And just to make sure these uh, students at middle school could come, he, like, gave them donuts. Come on in, kids. I have food for you to the Bible study that I'm not supposed to be running. Haven't you know I'm not a biblical scholar, but I'm 85% sure the devil did that to Jesus. I, that's I how it works. It speci- it's in the Bible. I don't know if it was donut specifically, <laughs> but, but it was donut adjacent. Drink, drink your wine. The Freedom from Religion Foundation, <laughs> I used to say, put a stop to that middle school donut Bible teacher. People are going to like that joke. <laughs> <laughs> she spoke out. Sydney did yeah. against a um, an amendment in Colorado that was going to treat fetuses as humans, like it was a personhood amendment sure. that would have made it really hard to have an abortion. Uh-huh. She wore a shirt and she encouraged people to wear a shirt that said, "Like no, vote no on this issue," even though most of their peers are not old enough to vote. And one of her teachers said to her, "God gives babies life, and abortion is murder." Cool. Okay. Another teacher, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that teacher, along with Sydney's guidance counselor, they had a meeting with her after that incident where they talked about her attitude because apparently Sydney had posted on her Instagram account a picture of her wearing that shirt. Attitude adjustment. And it was on a private Instagram page. Like only her friends should have been able to see it, but these counsel- this counselor saw it. And he- the counselor, here's what he says to Sydney. You're super chill and you have a right to your opinion. Good job, Sydney. <laughs> I would hate to ruin your position in student government and ruin and quote ruin your grant opportunities. That is some Frank Underwood shit. Right? He's threatening her college success. Holy because shit, is he gonna he's push her in front of a train later? Uh-huh. Spoilers on season two of That's House okay. of Cards. I'm I'm on episode whatever, two minutes in of number one. Um <laughs> when she do all day. I, this, this is what I do all day. Um, she's tried to start a secular student alliance group at the school. And it went super good and everybody's happy she now. could not find a faculty sponsor. And when she talked to her, gu- which happens. Is, I know I asked this. Is in Colorado? It's in Colorado. Her government I teacher. Colorado was like the chillest state. No. Really? They, I think they have parts and of it I that are awesome. specifically of Denver. There are some cities that are awesome, 
but this is not one of them. Her government teacher actually told her about the SSA group. It didn't line up with community and school values. Oh, yeah. Oh, here, you're going to love this one. The district invited Shelley Donahue to give a talk. Shelley Donahue is a Christian abstinence-only speaker. Sydney went to the administration ahead of time and said, like, here's her reputation. She She has no evidence in her talks. She pushes Christianity in her talks. She said that this is going to happen. She wrote an article for the school paper afterwards criticizing what this person said. And by the way, the, the presentation, full of religion. Oh, yeah. you don't fucking say, huh? There was another speaker, uh, Chad Williams, who was invited to speak. <laughs> Hashtag lay off, what lay off. <laughs> Come on. Another speaker who was going to talk... Uh, during her senior year, he was going to give a talk, like a motivational thing, because he had written a memoir about being a soldier and why Jesus was great. He tell was going to talk about drug use. God, tell me he was a real soldier, at least. He came to her classroom. No. He was a real soldier. He okay. came to her classroom, and Sydney asked him about his lack of qualifications for talking about drug use, because he doesn't know about it. He didn't do Sydney. it. He's not. He's not talking from experience. He's just saying kids don't do drugs, which is fine. But Sydney's like, so what qualifications do you have to tell us about drug use and what it does? And he's like, do you see this fucking beret? Her teacher was not happy with this. You don't say. I know. When, at this point... Hey, I wasn't making fun of soldiers. I thought you were making fun of the name Chad. That's where I was going with oh, that. No, when I said the beret <laughs> thing, I just want to make oh, clear, yeah. like, I respect soldiers. But, like, just because you're a soldier doesn't mean you can talk. I just want to make that clear because I don't need the tweets. Thank you. Uh Around the time all of this stuff was happening, Sydney was profiled in a local student news. Uh, I'm sorry, in a local newspaper. They were like, look at what the student's doing. She's pushing back against a lot of this stuff. After that happened, students made death threats against her on Facebook. She chill got another I know. They you got know, a lot of You know, high school students always chill. That's what they do. And her and her parents told the district about this. Like, you got to do something about this. What did they do? Nothing. And wait, oh, there's the, here's the kicker. Just before spring break of her senior year, she had a 98% in government class. After stuff happens, all these things start happening, it just magically drops to a 70. Her grade just changed. Not based on an exam or a paper she flunked. When she asked for the explanation, the teacher and principal told her, the newspaper article about her was part of the reason, allegedly. Dude, at least fucking lie. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, they also cited, according to the lawsuit, her questioning of authority, particularly religious authority, and they said she was, quote, stirring the pot. That's their explanation for why her grade dropped about 30 points. And when they finally I... complained enough, her and her parents, they changed her grade to a D instead of an <gasps> F. Wait. You said, oh, Christ, on a fucking... Yeah. She wrote an article. She worked for the school newspaper. She wrote an article about... She wrote a whole issue, more or less, about religious liberty. Wait, this goes on. I'll finish up. Wrote an article, several articles about religious issues. Administrator said, uh, if the, the, the faculty sponsor... I'm sorry, I lied. The administrator said to her and her staff, are you sure you want to publish this? Fuck me. Like, don't do it. All the members of student council give a speech at graduation. Guess who didn't? Wait, 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 yes. wait. Who? Sydney. <gasps> Sydney! I know. She qualified for National Honor Society because of her awesome GPA. They didn't accept her application because of her 
attitude. All right, so I'm going to skip down because there's more. But here's, here's really the thing. She applied to a lot of schools. She, but some of the applications, like the Common App, require a recommendation from your counselor. Three days before all of her apps are due, the counselor's recommendation is still not in the system. And then she, bo- she hassles the counselor about this, like, I need this. And she's almost certain that, they, I mean, they did it. They put something in the system, but the kids don't know what it says. It's just... She oh assumes it wasn't good because two of the schools she wanted to get into, and she probably would have based on their requirements, she didn't get into them. So all of this goes on, according to Sydney. The lawsuit also notes she suffered anxiety attacks afterwards. It required medical treatment, hospitalization. The backlash led to stress and anxiety. It costs money because she has to go to the hospital for all this stuff. Sure. So she's suing. I should say, she is in college now. It's not one of those top choices, but she is in college. There's a group called the Western Colorado Atheists and Freethinkers that tried to raise money for her, which is wonderful. Mm. They raised more than $4,000, which is amazing and incredible. But but that's not going to cover... But a drop in the fucking bucket. The district hasn't said anything about the lawsuit. I mean, they can't because there's a lawsuit, but, like, they're also not saying anything. I That's all we're at. She filed the lawsuit this week. I I hope she is okay. That's, yeah. That's oh, it. Fuck everything. Yes. Ugh. Do you want to do any happier stories? Yeah, man, I always want to close with a happier story, but you always, like, hit me with the fucking bummers. Oh, that's what I have, a bummer. Okay. You motherfucker. I set you up for that one. Wait, really? You have a bummer. I don't have any happy stories. Have you met us? Did I burn my Mark Wahlberg story too You did. All right, driving. Okay, this is almost happy. Women can't drive in Saudi Arabia. Like, that's a rule. I Okay. I actually would love to talk about this because I, so I got um, a push notification about it on my phone yesterday during the day or whenever it happened. And for some reason, my initial reaction, I saw that and my initial reaction was, fuck you. (laughs) And I know that's a deeply inappropriate reaction to have. But it feels to me so deeply like I'm a dude and I've never beat a woman, so give me praise. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, cool, you're giving a woman basic rights. I'm yeah, not because Saudi Arabia basically just said it. we're going to change the law so that women can drive. Not to like tw- like late twenty eight. Yeah, it'll take a little while because you know we don't want. I just. We have to ease into it this just, thing. It makes me so mad. Be, uh, it makes me so mad that there are people who are like, oh, sexism isn't a thing or racism is, isn't a thing. And we're like, oh, yeah, there's countries where women are like, oh, super dope. I can't wait to drive in 12 months. It's going to be really great. I can't wait to go out in public without a human male chaperone. Wait, no, that's not necessarily. I just there's haven't, a, haven't, haven't. Here's why I bring this up. I just Fucking can't sometimes. I know. So they're changing the law, which is nice, but it's they have such a long way to go. This is hardly going to make up for much, but yay for them inching in the right direction. There was a Saudi cleric who is the head of the religious edicts department in a part of the country. So he has some power here sure. who said after they announced this 
Here's his explanation of why this is kind of the we wrong move. We recently discovered women are human beings. Oh, it gets it gets worse. <sighs> he said, you know, the reason women can't drive, I'll wait till you're finished with that sip yeah. because otherwise that's going <laughs> everywhere. The only the reason the, the reason women shouldn't drive is because they only have half the brain of a man to begin with. But when they're shopping, which is something they would do if they were allowed to drive, it halves yet again, which means now they only have 25% of a man's brain. I mean, he went on, like, what would the traffic department do if a man had half a brain? They wouldn't let him drive. So how can we give it to women when she only has half or a quarter? You're kidding, right? That's that, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. God, are you sure that's not satire? If she goes to the market, she loses another half. What is left? A quarter, unquote. That's his argument. Now, the response to that has been total mockery, even among people in the Middle East. Who is this, bro? Who's this brother to this? Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, but he's a Saudi Arabian no, cleric who is the head of religious edicts in the southern province of Saudi Arabia. He's a guy in government. Um, Which I, I don't understand this because I was trying to make sense of this. Let's suppose for a second he has insider information. Where does this half of a woman's brain go ever and if she's driving, what does he think happens to 25% no, of her brain? I mean, it's... Where? I, Why? It's so... It's this idea that women have some sort of special powers that only exist within the home. And that as soon as we, like, go out into the world, we're these, like, innocent... It's such... I, I'm i sorry, I'm not eloquent at all right now. I know now. it's not funny. No. I did appreciate the pushback, because this guy seemed to be on an island of his own when he was making these comments, because no one was no, saying this guy's right. No, that's the thing, is, like, it's, it, it's, it's not funny... Because this person is sincere, and so when, and so when we talk about women who face discrimination, this is like the worst of it. Because this guy just said a. Re- Here's the thing: it's a guy who just said a really fucking dumb thing. But but good news, he has a lot of. A lot of sway. I okay, okay, okay. Here's what I'm gonna say. Yes. So I have a weird reflex when I'm mad at the world. I argue on Facebook with strangers. It's not great, and it's not great for my productivity. But th- I have seen time and time again that I keep being accused of making decisions or having opinions based on emotion as opposed to logic. Okay. And so I see time and time They're again. They're saying this to you as a woman. As you a mean? woman, yes. as a human, but certainly as a woman, and and maybe the. And it's this idea that any dude who has an opinion, has an opinion based on, like, he's weighed the facts and he's really done a lot of research and he's he's very straightened by the book. But, like, 
I have an opinion that like if you're poor, you shouldn't have to die. And they're like, well, you you're based on emotion. You're doing whatever. <laughs> um, and so and that's the thing I've always sort of felt in my heart. And I've always sort of felt like the yuck waves off dudes a lot. So when I hear shit like this, because Hemant, it is 2017. And this bro is not only saying women are half as smart as men, which he's saying women have. I'm sorry. just want to clarify. If half, they're shopping, they only have a quarter of a not, man's I'm, brain. I'm not even there yet. Oh. They just have half a brain to begin half with. Half a brain to oh, begin yeah. with. So, yeah. like, I had a hemisphactory. Sure. What's it when you take Oh, I know there's a word for it. I just don't even want... I'm more enjoying this one. Hemispherectomy? I don't know if that's actually the term, but okay. So this guy with absolutely no sense of irony said that. And nobody... Not nobody, but he wasn't immediately, like, burned at the fucking stake. Well... I'm not advocating for him to be burned at the stake. Would I do it personally? Almost certainly. <laughs> but, but, so Something not only you should know after he made these what? comments. What should I know, Heaven? After he made these comments, he was suspended by whoever the powers that be above him uh, for an unspecified amount of time. I don't know how long he's suspended from doing his religious Until work. Oh, he's dead? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not calling for this so, guy's death, but I No, I know. He him. was suspended at, for, by, for, he got some sort of punishment that let him know this ain't okay. It wasn't much, but there you go. I don't... The thing is, when people are saying shit like this on the public sphere to to other humans, what the fuck are people saying behind closed doors? Oh, yeah. What are people saying? I just... I'm just... He was I'm, probably rounding up here. Yeah, listen, this is probably not going to be a super good podcast because I feel like I've not been really <laughs> literate about things. But I'm really fucking done. I'm really, really, really fucking done with people second guessing everything I do or say because it's done out of emotion. Or that like, oh, there's a cute pair of shoes so she can't fucking focus. I'm fucking done with it. I'm done with it. This motherfucker with absolute sincerity believes women have half a brain or are half as intelligent. Either is not super great. And we, women around the world are oppressed, are oppressed. And I'm not saying that I have a super shitty life. I have a full-time job now for the first time in a while. These motherfuckers are so fucking threatened by women who have voices and opinions and talents that what, they have to resort to like cutting them down? It's just fucking it's fucking garbage and it's the height of toxic masculinity it's this idea that like only i just i can't this podcast brought to you by fucking garbage they're our sponsor we say their names many times i can't and again i know i've said this before this is probably not gonna be a good podcast but it's been a rough week here's the thing i i feel the same way I don't usually get that upset about it. And I wonder if that's a bad thing because I've just seen these stories so many times that I'm immune to all of this. I'm like, oh, look, it's another religious leader saying horrible things about women. No, because... Because it happens all the time and it's always awful. Um, I 
mean, I think it has a lot to do with like whether it feels like it directly affects you. Because hmm. I definitely I've gotten the immune thing of like, oh, cool, another dude has said another shitty thing. Um, but and, and maybe and honestly, I think the last twelve months of my life, I have gotten like radicalized. Like <laughs> I am an I am an angry feminist. Tm 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 like. I am pissed and I am here to fight for my rights and for the rights of other women. And so I I think that's why I feel the way I feel about this. But like you've seen me like there's definitely been things that you've brought up and I'm like, I can't get my hackles up about this. Yeah. Like I I think you I got one of those stories coming up. That I'm not gonna get my hackles up? I about. don't know. Well regard I mean, regardless, it's easier when I'm like, oh, this is the thing that affects women, and I am a human woman. Like, I mean, I, I feel like if somebody was, like, discriminating pretty quickly, like, fasting this bit against brown people, you'd probably yeah. have a little more, like, maybe you wouldn't yell into the microphone like I do. Tell me your thing about the thing. No, I, I, I think you're right. I, I don't know. It doesn't happen as much, so I, I don't. And it's... To I my mean, people. There's allyship, right? Like, I, I think you're very empathetic toward what's going on with women and things like that. But I, I think there is a limit unless you're really throwing yourself into the good fight. There's a limit to, uh, empathy versus sympathy, right? Like you can be sympathetic and be like, I'm sorry, you're going through this, but like you, it's hard to say what it's like to be like, Hey, women are dumb. Bye. Like that's, (laughs) Cool. Later, dog. Okay, tell me the thing that I'm not going to get mad about. I got one last story for you, which is in Florida, in Boca Raton, there is a park, Sanborn Square. It became like a limited public forum where, because they had a nativity scene last year, and I think for several years before that, and an atheist last year, a Satanist, self-described Satanist, said, well, guess what? If you got a nativity scene there, I want to put up a giant pentagram. Get it, girl. Went through all of the motions he got the approval he needed, and they put up a pentagram display last year. It was actually next to a Freedom From Religion Foundation <laughs> sign <laughs> that dope. said, keep Saturn in Saturnalia. <laughs> so it's all in good fun. And the whole point is, well, if you're going to promote Christianity, it's you got to do it to everybody. Yeah. Here's the problem with that. Last year, the atheist displays got repeatedly vandalized. Really? Yeah, like they would show up the next morning and it's all broken. They have to reinstall it. It takes money to buy it again if they needed like a new sign or something. Mm. It happened multiple times. Thanks. And it was bad. So it's so this year after all that happened, the city council's uh, city council was like, "What do we do about this for next year?" And what they decided is at first they said, we'll just ban all religious displays. Cool. Which and is fine. As long as you're treating everyone the same, you can do that. But then they said, you know what? Maybe we went too far. Why don't we just allow a nativity scene? That's illegal. Oh, y'all are so brave. Then they backed up and they're like, okay, well, we can't just allow a nativity scene. Why don't we have like a menorah there too? And it's like, we know you're doing this to block out the Satanists. That is illegal. Christ. So that's not... So finally... They finally said, you know what? Screw it. Just do whatever the hell you all want. So next, this December, it'll be a free-for-all again. Yay! And guess what? Uh, The Satanist has put in his application to put up his display again. Here's the point, though. After this made the news that 
the city council said everyone can do it again. Mm. The Satanist has already applied for this. They interviewed, the local news interviewed a local pastor who said right up front, here is my sledgehammer. As soon as that satanic monument goes up, (gasps) I'm going to knock it down. He said, and I quote, it's evil. It's the essence of evil. I will take the responsibility for taking the sledgehammer and knocking it down. That is uh, cool, Pastor dude. Mark Boykin of Church of All Nations. Super like, quiet. he told the local news, here is the sledgehammer I will use to vandalize someone else's property. And no one but made Hammett, anything Hammett, of this. Hammett, do you know why he's not a terrorist? Why not? He's not brown. He is not. Just think about this for a second. If anyone else said, this is the giant hammer I'm going to use to hurt the baby Jesus. Hey, it's a fucking threat. It's it is a threat, and nothing that I've seen shows anything has happened to this guy. They're not putting up like security on the monuments. They're they're not saying well, this mean, guy's banned from going there. He's a white guy. No white guys have ever committed terrorist attacks. And again, this has precedence. Last year, the display was attacked many times, and this time you have a guy saying, "Yep, if something happens, you know who to call," because it was probably yeah. Me. Whereas people are like. I mean, this is how good it is to be a Christian. You can brag about how you're going to ruin someone else's display, and you can do that knowing nothing bad is going to happen to you. Meanwhile, somebody's like, those two dudes are speaking Urdu. Like, they're definitely going to murder me tonight. Like, it's just... I I don't know, Hammond. I... Maybe I've had a rough week, or maybe this is just, like, an off episode, but I feel like this has not been super fun because I just... Hate. One day there'll be happier news, and then we'll talk about One all the unicorns. Day in the future. I just. I, I can wrap up. Yeah, let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. Hey, if you are, uh, we're recording this on September 29th. 29th. Uh, but if you are around in Philadelphia in a couple of weeks, I'll be speaking at PastaCon on October hey, 14th. And I will be in Boston on October 29th at the Humanist Hub. All that information will be on the podcast notes. Come I'm, check it out. I'm going to be in my house in Aurora on both of those dates. Doors open. So, Come no, on uh, down. Uh, haven't? Not open. Open. You can tweet me and say, hey, and I'll probably feel good about it and show it to my husband. <laughs> um, my uh, Etsy shop is uh, Bitches Get Stitched On. Use offer code ATHEIST for, uh, I think, 50% discount. We should one day figure this out. Uh, we'll uh, see. She's Blueberry at Twitter. Yeah. I'm at Hem and Meta. And again, in- queer disbelief. It's up there fundraising for about two to three more weeks. Please chip in. I'll really appreciate yeah, it. Email us. I will love you forever. <laughs> email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, go on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Um, complain about my voice. That's fine. I get it a lot. I read all the reviews. <laughs> I sure do. Nobody likes me. It's not true. Some I'll stop do. writing those reviews. You motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so, again, I'm sorry if this wasn't like a particularly fun episode. It's just been... When If y'all make there be more happy news, we would have a happier yeah, podcast. Yeah, y'all, could you, could you be better? I, you. Hey, listeners, there's 12 of you. Could you do better? <laughs> I believe in y'all. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Bye.